Welcome to another episode of Not Making Down Under podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about I have no idea. We're just gonna do ramble some shit. Don't expect any <laughs> professional stuff. <laughs> just in case you guys don't know us by now. So I'm back, and here we have Corin Urquhart, also known as Corin Ho 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 Hart from Gameco, and we have Merry Christmas, Kev from Casforge. What's happening, guys? Long time no see. Well, yeah, it was at least a week. Yeah, it was a week, one minute and 27 seconds since we saw you with the delay that we had. <laughs> that was pretty interesting. Was do, you remember last, do you remember last week how we were talking about hamons and swords? Can you, can you, can you, can you hear, hear, hear me? No, just shit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it was, it was fucking awful, man. Like, I know you guys were on the subject. I'm like, yes, yes, I know. I want to be part of it then. You guys will go 30 seconds and you'll stop. What, man? Why, why are you stopping there? Ah, it was bad. We had a storm last week. So for those who don't know what happened, I, I had my setup and I was waiting. And then we had a storm. And during the storm, the internet gone shit. So I dropped out. But this week, I'm here. Corin, what have you been up to, man? It's been a week since we talked last time. Ah, oh, he's eating now. Um, yes, um... Yeah, I am, actually. I've, I've been really um, busy. It's just the end of the year chaos. We had two power outages today, which took the servers out. So oh. Our phones went down and everything. Uh, yesterday and today, so sorry to all the disruption, but it really disrupted us more than it disrupted you. And um, we've got a container in U.S. Customs that was supposed to be shipped a month ago, and it's been sitting on the wharf full of everybody's orders. I'm sure they're holding it, thinking they got the votes in them or something. Whatever. I, I'm sure they're doing it because I keep getting on tr Trump's Twitter account and telling him to quit, loser. But anyway, that's all right. <laughs> I, I so we've, got, we've, got a few, we've got a few people filtering in on the, the comments. Um, Corin's the only one that's got access to see everyone that's coming on through all the different streams. So if we Am miss really? saying... I think so. So if we miss saying good day to anyone in particular, um, no offense, get over it. <laughs> With except Christmas except drink. Henning, except Henning. Yeah, if we see Henning on here, we'll purposely ignore him. But Carl, good day, Andrew Smith. Hello, how are you? Tim Harrop, Kittle, the Schmiddle, Diddle, he's on. Um, Aaron, Steve, we've got a got a good group of our riggers. And Julie, hello, Julie. We're always happy to see Julie come on and say hello to us as well. So, busy week for Corin with stuff and things and business and power outs. Matt, what happened to you? I, I, saw, I saw something come up on your Instagram story yesterday and I think I got the answer wrong because you gave us two options. Was it yeah, so flooding? Yesterday I, yeah. Was it flooding of your workshop or was it Mert's tears? And I said it was Mert's tears. No, it was it was either my sweat from forging or was it actual flooding? So just to put it in, pers in perspective, last year this time is 42 degrees, 43 degrees. We got the fire raiding gone crazy. We got the suitcases packed, waiting just in case some shit happens. We can leave the house. This year, I'm grateful. We don't have a fire threat. 
but it's been in twenties and it poured down for the four or five days. It's great. I appreciate it. Good, but it flooded my shed. <laughs> so it's okay. Look, when I set my shed up, I made sure everything is off the floor and nothing got affected, but it's just super humid in my shed. Like there are some knives I hand sand it and I wiped like I wrapped them up and you think they'll be fine because they got oil in them all that, but because it's so humid, you turn around, you look up and you got a knife that you already cut the shoulders and everything. All you have to do is just slide in the guard and glue. That's all left. You think, no, it's not. Now you got to go back. And in some cases, rust is all like, I have to go back to 400 grit or something. That's the shitty part, but good part. A friend of mine, I called, he came into the hammer and he got tired of my shed because as you guys, any of you who've been into my shed, who see my workshop, I had the dodgy tables that I made, but I'm using the word made very loosely. Few two by fours and some, some pliables and shit. They're, they're my bench grinders. They're my tables for my grinders. So he got tired of my shitty grinder setup. And then he brought these massive, like 15, they're like 15, 20 centimeter wide pipes. They're like one centimeter thick steel. He measured my tables. He came and he welded two bases for my grinders and he put the grinders on them and he bolted them on the floor. So I got shitload of space in my, grinder, uh, in my grinding room. I cleaned my grinding room. I think I gotten 40 to 50 kilos worth of dust. Jamie, don't fucking say anything, okay? I know you're about to make some comment. Don't fucking say anything. I I was sore for two days because I left every, I lifted everything off my um, grinding room and all the tables and everything. And another my uh, well, the table that you see behind me has my drills and shit. I lifted everything, and at the end I calculated I moved over a ton of bait in, in a day. And obviously I was sore as fuck next day. So that's what I've done last weekend what have you guys been up to have you made any noise recently Cam? yes I've, uh, <laughs> I've finished classes a couple of weeks ago now effectively i had a little hammer in last week which was cool i have to thank timmy and corin because they sent down uh some steel and some t-shirts and stuff for us and i had a hat similar to corin's but That's i nice think i've left them. it in the workshop um, and we made some sand my or five layer sand. I still call it sand my five layered sand my billets, just for a bit of fun with the fellas and all that sort go of. Go my, go! I know it's go my, go suck my. Um, go I've my, still... let's go. Five layer sand my. Nemo, itchy Nemo, blah 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 blah. Fuck, I can count the fucking six in fucking Japanese. Samai long if I time. use two hands. No, you fucking can't. I've traveled. I've traveled <laughs> through Japan. I know you can't do nothing. Anyway, oh. fuck you. Fuck, fuck okay, you, man. Okanamayaki. Fuji san. What are you drinking, mate? What and then, have? and then, shut up. I'm still talking. And then this oh, week, I thought you were done. Nah, because you asked about making knives. And then this week, I got a bit silly, and made fifteen. W2 chef knives. So far, I've started forging them. And I've got, I think, I, I, so far, heat treated eight of them. And I've now just starting to, I've done the disc sanding. Now I'm back onto the hand sanding with 
some stones and some of um, Ross Arnold's hand sanding tools. Fuck, there's a, <laughs> they're good fun to make, but when you get to hand sanding and you're like, shit, it's not a three inch hunter. People don't realize when you make a chef knife, there's so much fucking area to be sanded. Oh yeah. Compared I need to, to w, any small, ign insignificant like barrel knife, there's so much yeah, area to be sanded. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. And they're they're all like fifty wide, eight at least eight and a half inches long. Um, and I've I've just gone back to the because they've got hamons. When you use the disc and you use the rubber backing on the hamon, uh, rubber backing on the disc, because your hamons are soft as steel, you create very very subtle low yeah. points. So I've actually gone back to Ross Arnold's three twenty grit. Oh no, two forty grit. I think I've gone back to his two forty grit diamond thing to get them flat and then i'm going to start hand sanding but that's what i've been up to i've got 15 on the go just a bit of you know while i'm technically on leave i thought i'd make 15 chef knives to chuck in the arsenal for next year but it's good fun i'm enjoying it customs or are you just making them just making them to boost my inventory Kev, are these custom oh, all right all right what about you corn did you I haven't done shit. Shit no. Um, no. Beautiful. No. No, I haven't done any. I, I got back from um, the South Coast and spent some time with the family. I worked most of the weekend um, um, on that job, just doing some prep yep. work. And, so, yeah, I haven't done any. I've been That's right. just so working. For the people... For the us knife makers who want to wait till last second to place our orders for Christmas, when is the cutoff? Mm. <laughs> it was. It was. It had to have been a week ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're working between Christmas and New Year, but I don't know if they're shipping. So it's, it's funny because right. you were talking last week about that um, Cyber Monday sale or whatever that stupid shit mm. that we've taken on board here that happened overseas i put an order in then just for some stuff that was up for sale and i got my notification that it got posted today so that you were saying last week about 200 orders came in on top of all the other orders um yeah. i'm stoked i'm stoked i actually didn't see it i didn't expect that to get packed and shipped until at least in the new year to be honest with you um but no, no, that was good we're not we're not that far behind now it's we're catching up yeah so you know, but for how long? I don't know. I don't know. I've got more people than I've ever had. I've got yeah. four people packed all the time. And I think we talked about yeah, it last week. But what are you? What are you guys shutting down for for Christmas? For a break? No, I mean, oh, fuck. <laughs> Thanks, Captain Obvious. <laughs> <laughs> what time period are you guys closed for over the Christmas oh. period? You fucker. <laughs> We'll be open, but I'm not sure how many people will be there between Christmas and New Year. Yeah, fair enough. But we'll be open. We'll be open. Hmm. Yeah, nice, very good. So I had a, I had a, I had an Aussie Christmas classic happening to me this week. Can you imagine a beautiful Christmas time in Australia without Australia Post losing your shipment? No, you can't. The beautiful Nakiri I sent to a guy in Sydney. That showed it was delivered. The guy never received his knife. Yeah, you're saying that. Ho ho ho! 
Shitty shit right. shit. I'll post so someone... <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to do posts. People, people say to us all the time, well, no. why don't you go post? It's cheaper. Because well, fucking I have to replace the goods every fucking time. Yeah. 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 Uh, your system your system with Star Trek and TNT, it works. Don't fucking don't fuck it around. That fucking works. At least, at least I've got some recourse and you know, they're they're pretty good. They're better than post anyway. I mean they're not perfect. And every area's got a shit driver, but Whatever. Yeah, look, I, I I've always used my driver, international. My driver's good. I like I like the delivery driver for my area for Star Trek and TNT. He's slowly yeah. but surely getting used to dropping shit off at my fucking house for me. Yeah. yeah. He's got ring. I just said to him, if the car's out the front, ring the doorbell and go, because it takes me a couple of takes me a minute to get down from the workshop. So he's happy with that. And then I just wave to him at the truck. See you, mate. But no, it's all good. It's all good. So Fuck plenty of things happening. I um like doing the disc sounding today. Oh, here's something for you. I got a surprise package from you guys through Cole. And it was the bloody um sandpaper. Who what's the different sandpaper that you guys it's got a funny name. Look, exhibit A here. One second. Motherfucker. Oh, good on you, man. <laughs> it's got a thick yellow backing. Which one is it? Yeah. What's, What's it called? Brand? I have no idea. I've been out of the office for weeks. Bo made in Switzerland. Hi, oh, Matt. These are the Chinese cheap stuff that I told you. No, sorry. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, was, I was actually doing a reasonably good test with that stuff today because I've got all those chef knives on the go and they're all roughly the same size. They're all roughly the same condition off the hundred grit. And I think the, I think the Rhino wet in 180 grit is still a hands down winner. Like yeah. it, it just seemed to just shred through. So I was, I was trying the, the, the testing methodology that I used was for one sheet, see how much I can clean up the blade till there's zero, 100 grit scratches on there and I was going both sides on them and the the rhino wet in 180 grit seemed to last in my view anyway that little bit better and then when I got straight onto the 320s it was really really kind of hard to tell but I think when I get the hand sanding that new paper it's got a much thicker backing on it like it feels actually really heavy per sheet so I think when I actually get to the hand sanding of it it could be a bit of a game changer because it'll have that little tiny extra buffer on it. Yeah, I reckon. Um, I mean, I'll probably just add another uh, another product that I have to carry to keep more people happy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I've been using. Uh, I, I remember. I can't remember the name of the paper now, but I think it was printed on the back, maybe. But it was some funny name. But I remember some guy asking on one of the groups about sandpaper, and I just said, "Right, right now, what's the best I've had?" I remember this other guy pointing out this paper. Um, so it's actually quite interesting to see. Like I said, I've only used it on the disc. I haven't used it ha in hand sanding as such. But, um, yeah, look, I think it's it, it kind of six or one half a dozen. The other slightly leaning still towards Rhino Wet as paper of choice, but that's just me. Yeah, no, no. 
No, no, we're just trying different things as we do. Yeah, that. no, it's worthwhile. Mm. I tried some Norton stuff a while back, and Rhino went shuttle over that. I see it happening. Sure, the, 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 on. the one with the paper, the one with the glue at the back. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Rhino stick. The one with rhino the glue stick. at the back, like those rolls. I, I Rhino stick. I use them for my hand sanding. And I don't know if the backing is different, but I like them a lot for the hand sanding. Yeah. Yeah. I, I normally like use. Lot, I've been using the. I've been using the sheets on the disc, like you say, and those rolls to for my hand sanding stick. I find the 320 and that's really good because you can peel off the sticky, do a quick rip off the crack and then turn it over and buff off. We'll talk about crack back and sack waxes, aren't we? Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> the sticky back sandpaper, I use it for the old hair removal. Oh, yeah, sticky. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, yeah. I don't explain that. Yeah. No, not the legs. As I said, 320 is good no, for the crack. <laughs> we, I see it, we see it all the time where people get onto groups and they've just started in knife making. They're like, oh, we're going to try all these different sandpapers. And it's like, I've been trying all the different sandpapers for seven years in this business. And I tell you, there's nothing like Rhino Wet. Not quite. You know what I mean? Nothing gets it. It, it, so, the other stuff was close, but it it still wasn't quite there. And I use shit tins of this stuff. At any one time in my, my workshop, I, I, I have bundles of paper because I use so much of the shit. I used about 25 sheets of the stuff today just on the knives. So, yeah. um, so Eric, I'm getting scientific um, because my former life, I used to do systems testing and and business analyst and all that sort of stuff. So your testing process has to be repeatable, mate. You need to get clear, defined parameters. So, yes, very scientific. Brad, Brad Stone's asking about can you use a diamond stone instead of sandpaper or go through the grits on paper first before the stones? Um, there's there's two types of – oh, there's lots of different types of stones, but the ones that are most common are the um, aluminium oxide die maker's stones, which is what I've used for years. And the other style is what uh, um, old mate in South Australia, whose name Ross Arnold. is Ross Arnold, makes, and they're the CBM they're a CBM uh, plate on a on a nice heavy handle, and they're a very good product. Um, they're a very good product. You can use those instead of sandpaper, but at some point to finish, you still need to go to sandpaper. What they're particularly good for is, uh, in the case of Ross's stuff, is to get flat stuff, get stuff yeah. really flat. Yeah. And in the case of the um, – what's really, really good about the die maker stones is you can put different radiuses on them and get into the plunge lines and things like that really well, much better than I've ever been able to do with sandpaper. So, and that's exactly yeah. why I've got – that's exactly why I've got the two sets. Yeah. Rosses to, to get the flats out and the die maker stones to get the, the shit out of the plunge lines if it needs it. Because you definitely – never... well, I shouldn't yeah. say you definitely can't sand plunge lines with Rosses diamond things but that you nah, don't do it, don't do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah so with the um with the die maker stones you can really you can get them as rounds as well but you can yeah. radius them you can dress them on the grinder they're aluminium oxide they sand really nicely they work really well and i like those for my my stuff because when you're working a blade that long it don't, i don't need a fucking cbm flat thing i'm not doing a huge flat kitchen knife i'm just doing something like that so for me that's that's all i really need 
but yeah, there's, there's all plus, options there. Plus with okay. those stones, I mean, if you're only using on the plunge lines, I'm sure you can get a good life out of it. You're not gonna oh, sand yeah. the whole. Oh thing yeah, they're unreal. Just gonna, yeah, I've been I've been using the same set I bought ten years ago. I only got another set because I started selling them, and I thought, oh well, take a set. <laughs> do you have plunge lines on barrel knives? <laughs> yeah, I do. This much. This much. This much. I'll show you. I've got a picture in a magazine here. I'll show you where they he, are. He uses the same set of stones to do his barrel knives as they used in the Neolithic period. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> and a, a good set of stones. It's, I've been using, before I was doing barrel knives, all my bushcrafters and stuff, yeah. and I, I do I do like them. It's a good option. It, it, I, bought, it, I bought the stones off you option. and chucked them in a drawer. I bought the stones off you, chucked them in a drawer, and didn't even go back to them until we had something on one of the episodes about the stones. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll get them out. And they really do a great job of the plunge lines. I just need to say to Anthony, what? Huh? What, Anthony? What? I just what? Say to Anthony, what? He asked up the question. Is it 3M say what, Kev? What? Oh, right. Yeah, say what? Say what? Say, say what? What? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know what we've what, what yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. Corin, do any Corin can do anything with a file. He can uh, build a fucking pyramid, Les. He can build a fucking pyramid. Don't you forget it. If, yeah, <laughs> that's right. And if, but but if you want to see somebody who can do anything with a file, watch Ali Bastion. Oh yeah. Yes. He's like yes. the king of filing. Yeah, yeah. watch Ali Bastion. And did you know Click Springs back on YouTube? We're gonna lose a heap of viewers now. They're all gonna flick over there. Click Springs uploading videos again on YouTube after three years off. You don't know him? That guy can do anything with a file too. Click Spring, look it up. Best YouTuber on YouTube. Bar none, if you, bar zero. If you want to see somebody with the file, Alabastian. If you want to see somebody great at the grinder, corner court. I would have said I would have said Chad Smith. He's the one on grinder. Yeah. <laughs> or Matthew Mewburn. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Matthew McVicker. Matthew McVicker. Anyway, never mind. Well, yeah, guys, so yeah, yeah. Time to have a time to have a fucking toast. I think it's about the fucking time. Please, I, I'm gonna get. Cheers. But I'm gonna drink cheers, another piece. Just cheers, wait. Cheers, cheers all to the people who are watching us. Oh, I've got money. Almost fucking over. Holy shit! Beer everywhere. Beer o'clock. Beer emergency. Can't hold his liquor. Right. It, it, it got all excited. Like, yeah, it's oh, a boy. Yeah. It's a boy. <laughs> Cheers, Kent. <laughs> so, yes, um, 2020. Apart from yeah. all the shit, about 2020. 2020. We, we fucking... 2020 was actually all right for us, except for the fact that for a period there, we all became quite bad alcoholics. <laughs> Very unproductive Friday mornings. <laughs> the original podcast, uh, before we before we went to live recording, the last three podcasts before we went to live recording, they were fucking messy. They were the oh, messy. Yeah. They were the ones where I was getting phone calls. Did we say that? Did we really say that? That's right. I didn't want to. I didn't want to listen to them. It was it was the year it was the year to become 
uh, to go first name basis with the local grog shop that I've been going to for 20 years since I moved into this suburb. I've become first name basis with the guy down there now. It's like, fuck, took me 19 years. I finally fucking made it. I'm a regular. <laughs> Jeff, no, Jeff, you're really in trouble if they offer you. Do you guys want to open an account for your restaurant? Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. no, no. What do you mean? You, <laughs> you get a restaurant and they go, yeah, but you like buy four cases of wine and 18 bottles of spirits a fucking week. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, work for work at home. <laughs> Bradstone is asking, what's your drop? Look, I'm not a whiskey drinker, but thanks to the guy on the left of my screen and also the guy in the middle, I start drinking whiskey and I'm having this tonight. Oh, that's, that's a nice yeah. drop. That's all right. I was looking for Same. a Glam Orangi, but I couldn't find it. Glam Orangi is nice. Lynn Moran's oh, is right. it's beautiful. Yeah. So I um I was just drinking uh one of the smoked porters, uh, which is all right. Now I'm gonna oh, back that Jeff, up with some so professional, wine. you motherfucker. <laughs> it was like a full stop. Is an exclamation mark to say how good that was. Um no, good stuff. So yeah, we had we've had some fun on here, I have to say, in the last the last 12 months. It's well, for, for everyone that's sort of still with us, watching, listening, all the rest of it, we, when we when we switched to doing podcasts, which is the live version of our podcast, it was it was kind of a, a thing to break up a bit of the monotony of all the shit that was going on. But I have to say, I've really fucking enjoyed it. I think it's great fun to be on live and talk to you blokes. Uh, Mert, talk to Mert a minute later than we talk to him. And... <laughs> Get all the comments from everyone, um, <laughs> but it's, we've it's also cleaned had, up, we've cleaned cleaned up. up the conversation <laughs> because because I'm not like I don't have to edit your shit out anymore. Like the yeah. stuff that he's trying to say, holy fuck! So did he say that? Yeah, this guy cabbage. <laughs> Who say what? Oh yeah, say what? Oh. Say what? Isn't that that yellow paper? Say what? You say what yellow Brad backing Stone. are you clown? Brad Stone says I'm drinking a hipster beer. Uh I probably am. I don't drink beer, it makes me sick. I've got um <laughs> he should be so, drinking cider or nothing. <laughs> it's it's beer someone left here. So I'll just make that very clear. I'm just drinking it because I am an alcoholic and that's just I've got nothing else. So it's gonna be this and I'll live with it. So <laughs> not Stone and wood pale ale. That's what my mate brought around this afternoon. <laughs> Is it? Oh, that's No, Carl, Carl Truscott. He's on the stone and wood pale oh, ale. My mate really brought that around. I got to put it in the funkle, oh. my funkle cubby holder. There we go. Right. Yeah. My, my, if I went to get one of those. Uh, stubby holders like yours that says Funkle, I would no doubt pick out the one that says Fuck Knuckle <laughs> instead of Funkle. <laughs> That's all it would say. Brett, Brett was on another uh, podcast. Uh, uh, oh, time to defend yes. myself. Oh. Oh. Now, uh, apparently, very quietly, Mert was very, very quiet about his appearance on another podcast. Ooh. And and I had a number of 
listeners to this podcast yeah. contact me and say, you wow, we were just listening to Mert on that other podcast and he sounded no. very professional and he didn't yawn, his dog didn't he did. bark, his kids didn't really? come screaming in. He didn't take and his, his and clock piece set. Of the, on the <laughs> <laughs> that was the part. That was the part. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Matt was, dan was dancing in front of his computer guard for like five minutes doing the helicopter. He's like, oh, that's right. It's not a live feed. <laughs> Okay, so what well, no, let, let me let me let me let Tell me defend myself. Let me defend myself. Oh, oh, yeah. Come on, so defend Jeff Fader of Fader Knives asked me if I oh, if oh, I can be on his podcast oh. at full, full blast podcast on his personal podcast, the full blast podcast. And I like Jeff Fader, I like that guy, and I I also enjoy his podcast too. And I said yes, but I don't know if you guys noticed. I suck at calculating the time difference. Man, you suck at cock what? <laughs> you no. suck cock what? No, I I suck at calculating the time difference. Oh. If you guys remember. Oh, calculating. I was like, what, what, it, what level is that? <laughs> so anyway, time differences. Jeff's. Jeff's and Jeff said, are you, are you available this time? I'm like, yeah, I should be available. And I'm thinking, it's okay. It's morning. I'll get the kids to school and I'll come back and I'll do the podcast. And I'm on the – and first first thing, I had to go on my computer to be able to do this podcast. And my wife is working from home. She, she's using the computer. I'm like, that's not going to work. And luckily that week, she was going to office. I'm like, that's perfect. I'll drop the kids off to school. I'll come back and I'll do the podcast. My daughter is going to be at home because her school finished. But then she'll just watch TV and I can swear and I can just be myself. And that day, my wife didn't have to go to work. So she's on the computer. To make the things worse, I miscalculate the fucking time difference. And all of a sudden, the podcast that I was supposed to be there at 8.45, it started at 10, 10.30. I'm messaging Jeff. Frantic, like I was messaging Bob Kramer, like, hey man, are, are we doing the podcast? <laughs> like, hey. And Jeff is like, my yeah. man, it's 4 30. I thought we were in a 6 30. I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Anyway, I'm here if you, so my wife is home, my kids are home, dogs are at the background. It was such a clean podcast from me. And another thing that I didn't notice was because I was thinking I'm going to be done by. 10, 10, 30, 11 latest, I forgot that I booked my son for a, some swimming lesson. And my wife is at the back like, you got to take him to swimming. She's texting me. I'm ta talking to Jeff. And it, I, I end up saying, look, Jeff, I'm sorry, man. I have to I have to bail out. And it was great, but I only get to talk one hour. You, you know what he also. really said, though? You know what he really said? He said, I'm what? sorry, Jeff. I've got to drop the kids off to the pool. <laughs> that, that came out wrong, did it? I had to take my son to a swimming <laughs> lesson. How about that? You know what time it is? You know what uh, time it is? It's not, is it? Knife maker.
Timmy, what's going on? Gamaco Artisan Supplies. Knife Making Down Under Podcast. Merry Christmas, everybody. Timmy! <laughs> What's on your face? You got a facial oh. from Santa? He's done an elf on himself. <laughs> oh. Good to oh. see you, Timmy. How you been? Oh, he's going for a skull on the milk. Look at him go. There you go. We're we good. We are good. For your little milky Tim Tim. Oh. Hey, Tim, oh, I got you a little oh. Christmas present. I've wrapped it up in some purple paper. Let me unwrap it for you. <gasps> no way. Oh. <laughs> I've got one for you too, Kev. <gasps> we got the same thing. We got the same thing. Secret Santa. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, fantastic. How are you going, Timmy? I'm going good. I, mean, I actually finished some knives recently. You what? This game on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, bring that. Bring that comment. <laughs> oh, oh, Ward. Hey, speaking of Owen Ward. After we're done with Timmy time, let's talk about Owen time because I've got a story to tell. <laughs> so did you just say you finished some knives, Tim? Yeah, I actually finished some knives. That's a that's a rare occurrence. It but is yeah. a rare occurrence. What did you what did you finish? Tell us about them. Um so I went on live radio a couple months ago. Um I just texted in and they give me a call. And uh the guys are like, Can you make us a knife? And I was like, Sure. So I made them some knives. And that, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Have, you, have you shipped them? No, I'm just going to ship them t tomorrow. But uh, it's exciting times. We'll put, them in, we'll put them in a taxi truck so they get there quicker. <laughs> yes. we'll so what was, the, what was the thing on radio that you were listening to that prompted you to text in and receive a phone call from them? Um, they, Alan Jones. <laughs> <laughs> they had this thing on every, every Friday where they sounded a horn to end the work week. Um, and I so just said, horny. yeah, something like that. <laughs> and they were like, oh, this guy's all right. And I said, I make knives on radio. And they were like, well, that's a bit strange. Yeah. I make knives in my workshop, not on radio. <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah. Uh, good good to help you, Les. Look at that. Look at that ruler. That sponsorship. Yeah, we need, we actually need to give you a genuine Merry Christmas, thank you, Timmy, shout out. I think from most of oh, the listeners on here. I'm sure we got one or two that are grudgy holding fucks, but um, <laughs> most of our audience would be very appreciative of your service over the last twelve months. Um, getting the shit out for us so we can get shit done. Without being on the radio, like a radio star, like you, Timmy, Timmy, oh. uh, Timmy killed the video, uh, the radio star. There you go. Could be make a song out of that. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that one. That's a good one. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's the next that's the next intro. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Very good. So, so yeah, we got we got some new promotional stuff at Gamma K Timmy. We do. I we I have because I stole heaps of them. I got hats. I got fucking coolers. Now, got... actually, there's one begrudging bastard customer of yours, Tim. Oh dear. Me. Okay. Yeah. You didn't send me those bloody stickers again. Oh shit. Now you need to send me stickers and some rulers or rulers. Send, send, send me the negative comments, as many as you like, Kev, because I have to counterbalance all his always positive performance reviews. Oh, man, some. So yeah. just, just make sure you give me heaps of negatives so I've got something yeah. to counterbalance. Yeah. I don't, don't want, want, want to get the big head. The performance <laughs> review is going to have a little bit of work needed in these areas. Mm. <laughs> Stick ascending. <laughs> stickers ending. <laughs> Reaper stickers. I got a, I got a bitch. Song for next Timmy intro. Hey guys, uh, I got the oh, next Timmy fun. video song intro idea. Yeah, oh, yeah. do one. He should be called. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. Radio Timmy from Queen. Radio Timmy. We gotta change Radio Gaga <laughs> to Radio Timmy. I like it. I like it. You get get on that one, Karen. I think Timmy Kill the Radio Star is better. Timmy Kill (laughs) Well, it's all good. Uh, So, um, yeah, people want a Gamico show bag. That would be sweet. We should do a Gamico show bag at the shows, Timmy. That's what we'll fucking do. That's what we'll do. And they'll get a ruler and a hat. One of those aprons, we've got an apron. Did you and tell them about the aprons? Did you tell oh, them about the aprons? Yeah. Whoa, 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 show bag with a ruler, some stickers, an apron, a hat, and some popping candy and a Freddo frog and something mm. else like at the, at the Easter show? Yeah, oh. yeah, and a little plastic gun. We'll get a little plastic gun. Plastic gun. Yeah, plastic gun, because when I think, get it? Yeah, and it gets in, oh. you know, everyone can walk around going, I brought a gun to a knife fight. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And, and Owen wants yeah. to serious it up by putting in some rhino wet. Yeah, good one, Owen, good one. Seriously, oh, though. Bloody hell, Owen. The, the, um, the apron, someone says, my mum has been pew, rocking pew, the apron. Pew, pew. My wife stole the apron. I brought it home, and she's like, "Oh, that's nice. I'll have that." And I'm like, "Oh, I don't want it." But anyway, still good. She's happy. She's happy. Red frogs. Red frogs. Happy wife. Birdie happy beetle. Life. Birdie beetle. Happy that's life. the one I was thinking of. Not Fredo Frog. We like Birdie Beetle. He's the cheap version. Mm-hmm. Like we shit do calendars. Shit chocolate well. tasting good. Uh, we do them on the gas side of the business, so the calendars are all gas related. No. So well, that'd be good. You know the appropriate thing about okay, that. I'm, I'm back now. I don't even know what we do anymore. Fucking, I forgot a clue. <laughs> the nice thing about having a Gamaco calendar to do with the gas business is I always put my free calendars on the back of the toilet door, so I could look at your gas business while I'm doing my gas business. Mm. Wow. I could be farters and supplies, and you could be artisan <laughs> supplies. <laughs> Actually, farters and surprise. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, You're the new it's head of marketing. It's Christmas. The older, Christmas. 
the older you get, the more the farts do become surprised. It's off the I have an idea for your fart is in slicing. Knife making is like fart. If you're pushing it, it's probably shit. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Go too hard and it turns out shit. That's it. Go on with my hand wrapped fire bricks. Do we hand wrap fire bricks? That's a joke I'm running on. <laughs> Each one's bubble wrapped. Yeah, they really? Bubble wrapped. Yes. Fuck me, we waste some money in this place. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, what efficiency. Sorry, we've got to sack three of our packers because we we wrap everything in fucking bubble wrap. <laughs> Douglas wants right. you to get off the show, Dave. <laughs> Come on, Doug. Jeez, oh. mate, that's a bit harsh. Oh, there oh, we go. Here we go. <laughs> oh, I'm a shocker. I love it. I do love it. <laughs> oh, dear. So, hey, so speaking, of, speaking of shockers, speaking of shockers, mm -hmm. while we've got Timmy on here, can I tell a little story about one of our listeners and an incident that occurred? A certain. Uh -huh. A certain Owen Ward. Mm. Uh, I think Owen at the moment has Owen probably just turned his computer off. Oh, oh, bad internet connection. Got to stop. So we, <laughs> here he is there. You know all these yes, giveaways um, that all these companies are doing. Uh, just a second, this is a sales inquiry. He's given us a sales inquiry. Can you buy caravan-specific gas fittings from you guys direct? Yes, that is actually our bread and butter. That's... um. No problem at that, all there. That's part just, of the fucking business. Fuck off to the toilet just, if you're going to ask those questions. You'll talk to a different team. If you're in Melbourne, just call my Melbourne branch. They've got everything there. Anyway, there you go. Go you for it. Um, if you get up that. Come on, piss off. I'm telling a story about Owen Ward and, and, and a classic a classic thing that occurred. You know these when you go onto Instagram and you follow these companies and they do the giveaways leading up to Christmas and it's all exciting and, and they've got really simple rules like, like this post and tag two friends and, and you're in with a chance to win. And I do that all the time. It annoys the shit out of me when I get tagged, so I annoy the shit out of people when I tag them. And I normally tag the same two people, Brad Heathcote and Pointy HK. And this one time I get onto this this giveaway and I'll go, oh, I'll fucking tag Owen Ward. So I tag, I think, Brad Heathcote and Owen Ward. And then Owen sends me a message through Messenger going something along the lines of, do you want to hear something funny that you'll probably get angry about? And I'm like, yeah, I write back, yeah, sure, what's up? And he sends me this thing saying, and it's a screen dump saying he was selected as the winner of that particular company's giveaway. And I'm like, no, that's good, man, because I prefer if someone wins it that I know. That's really awesome. No, no, no begrudging. That's really cool. Uh, we're really happy about it. And anyway, the next day, Owen sends me this screen dump of the, the conversation going about how that particular company is trying to get him to sign up. Click on this link and register to get your prize. And Owen's there going, but that's a, but that's signing up to a VPN. That's going to cost me money. I'm not doing that shit. And then I picked up a little bit on the language, which was like, yes, sir. Everything was, sir, sir, do this for us. Rah, rah, rah. Previous winners, sir, did this. 
And so I start getting this thing. And then we both realize the company that we went on to was Blackwoods. And then we realize that it's Blackwoods One, a spamming account that's tried to spam Owen <laughs> to get him to sign up to a VPN. <laughs> and he hasn't done it. So now, of course, each day leading up to Christmas, I happily tag Owen on Blackwood's official site for their giveaways because I think that was kind of funny. He nearly had a Leatherman. Nearly. I liked Leatherman. I said to him, well, that's okay that you've won the Leatherman because I've recently discovered my red CS3 Leatherman with the corkscrew on it, and it's in, like, brand-new condition. So I've effectively got my own new Leatherman anyway. And then it finds yeah. out... He doesn't have a Leatherman. He doesn't have fucking anything. Ha, 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 ha. Sucks to you, Owen. Sucks to be you. But I'll keep tagging you just in case. So did I ever tell you boys the story of my Leatherman? Oh, no. Right, I guess uh, that's time for you. Yeah. I'll see you, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Timmy has gone. Smile. <laughs> Knife maker. With a lot to learn. It's Timmy. It's Timmy. He's a handful of trouble at every Timmy, what's going on? Timmy leaves the Chemico Artisan Supplies. Knife making down under podcast. What the fuck happened there? He just left. He just went. Has he heard your Leatherman story a few times already? I don't know. I must have offended him. Yeah. yeah. No, because you said, has everyone heard my Leatherman story? And he went, oh, it's time for me to go. And just, just went. Just went. <laughs> fuck him. That goes on his performance review maybe, too. Maybe he heard a booty call. Improvement required in listening and attention span. Don't forget about the hats, everyone. We've got limited stock because Corin cut my marketing budget, says a Facebook user. Fuck you, Timmy. Fuck you. I, I got the hat. I asked you to get a hat so I could get a hat. I've got a hat. It's all good now. I've got a hat. I need it. Timmy. Timmy. I know someone who can it. use a hat. So anyway. I know someone who yeah. can use a hat. We'll hey, Matt. Anyway. I'll, I'll send you one. I've got a so, spare thanks, one. Man. We're driving down the M4. You know the M4 at Silverwater there before they built the overpass where it went through the tolls and then went to two lanes with a with a concrete barrier or three lanes with a concrete barrier on each side, right? Uh -huh. We're driving down there one day and my old man said, there's a Leatherman up against the barrier. And I went, fuck off, there is. He said, there is. Watch tomorrow. Went past it the next day. There's a Leatherman up against the barrier. And I've gone, fuck. Man, I drove past that Leatherman for about three months until uh, until one day there's heaps of traffic. Stopped. And my old man has a veto and he said, lie on the back floor of the van. I'll open the door. You pick it up. How hard can it be and stop traffic? I'm going, fuck <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Fuck yeah. So we did it. So we stopped and picked it up. And then I got it and it was the Leatherman core with the plastic inserts in it. It had been run yeah. over and it was all broken. 
So I sent it back and got it replaced under warranty, and they replaced it with a Super Tool 300. Or what's this <laughs> one? <A> fucking, yeah, <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's cool. Good story. Yeah, it was. Oh, well, we had a good time. Except Cole doesn't like Leathermans except when they break. But you just they've got the fucking 25-year warranty. <laughs> 25 years? Shit. Shit, my boy. Look at this sadness. This one's full of rust again. <laughs> You need, you need this stuff here that I just found. I was thinking of Mert. Rust clean. Yeah. Rust yeah. clean. Does it work it's any in good? Japanese, so it must be good. Must be. Oh, Rust Jesus. Clean. I really do need it. It's uh, all chowdery. Just send it back and they'll send you a new one. Tell it's rusty. They do. Yeah, they do. I don't want to, but you know that, that's that's what I have to do. That's what I have to do. Like I say, what you want and what you have to do doesn't matter. Cole says it's too bad his is over twenty five years old. I love the Leathermans. I reckon they're a great bloody. What did tool. you get that for? Like your, like five years before you were born, Cole. Cole's like old. <laughs> is he is he older than thirty? Yes. He's like five fifty-two or something. Fifty-two. <laughs> he holds it well. Must be his height. Yeah, he just all went into growth, see. It's like um you'll be when you're that old, you'll be that tall too. I'm getting close like to tree. that old, I'll tell you. It's not good. <clears throat> so 2020, we've waffled on about a whole Let's heap of sidetrack. Yeah. Um yeah, who was your who was your favourite guest that we've had through 2020? Can you remember, like three guests, and choose your favourite out of those three? Um, uh, ahead, I Brett. love talking about Chris Knives. The Chris Knife when um, uh, Bob Kramer was talking Bob about Kramer. Chris Knife, that was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. I reckon the best interview we've ever done. The funniest one was fucking. That fucking sword maker, the big giant sword fella, with his bloody Michael, nutcracker. Michael oh, that was yeah, that was early on in the piece. Yeah, that was funny. That was, was very funny. early on in the piece. I, I I still listen to that fucking nutcracker story, and I still piss myself. It's hilarious. <laughs> well, we had an impromptu. I was uh, thinking that Mert might have. Well, I suppose it's over and done with now, so he doesn't have to. But we did have Jeff Fader on as an impromptu guest one one time. Uh, now Mert's been on his podcast. He doesn't have to say another nice word about him. Um, yeah, you can tell us what you really think he, now, Mert. Um, Ian Stewart was no, good. Uh, Matty Spewbum was good. His, Matty's always an interesting fellow to talk to. Steve Schwarzer. Oh, St Uncle Steve. Uncle, Uncle Steve, Steve yeah. is good value. I really enjoy yeah, Uncle Steve. Yeah. I did that one at your place, That's right. Yes, that's right. We're up in the workshop doing that. So Brad Stone wants to know, what do you guys know about knife shows and events next year? Next year. Mm. We don't know a lot about knife shows and events next year. Next year. Uh, Brad. We're all being a bit cautiously optimistic as to whether they'll go ahead. You've got to remember, we had that we've just got 17 new cases in Sydney because of some little outbreak that's happening here. Um, anything can happen any day. So the the organisations involved are very cautious about how they're um, 
investing their money because there's no point putting deposits on venues and things if uh, no. if we lose them again. Just not nah, no good. That's it. We're talk we're talking when we put that money on the table. It's thousands. It's tens of thousands of dollars. And yeah. like I said, for that, for that when we commit to that advertising, everything else, we um, we don't get that money back if it doesn't go through. That's the that's we the lost twenty five. The, big, the biggest the biggest issue is like when they're limiting the numbers in the closed areas and not making any kind of fairs or any kind of trade shows. They have to have as many people as you can have. So you got two options. Yeah. Either way, you're gonna jack the price up for a ticket, then nobody comes, or you do an outside venue and there's a wind and shit blows on your table and what do you what do you do? So it's or it pisses a, down rain. We've had that at Canberra a few years where it's just oh yeah, yeah. Like I, I had, I had five carbon knives on the table pissing down rain. I'm like great. Lying on, was lying on top of those fucking carbon blades like a fucking he's on there. Well, Brad Stone. Oh yeah, Owen Ward says Sean McIntyre episode. Well, that was a fucking good episode, so I'll play that one. Well, Tech, was he really a guest or was he just a guest speaker? Oh look, I'm going to own it. All right, I know he wasn't. I know he wasn't, but but I'm going to use some creative license. He'll he'll slap me around later. Um, but um, yeah, he was a guest speaker, and that was a great episode. Yeah, and I'm only saying yeah, that because. If oh, Sean let's ever be fair. does listen to here, if we Sean ever does him. listen, we, we, we want did Sean to be a guest. Oh, that's true. Yes. But we did introduce him, didn't we? Like, we did that. Did he talk to us? Did he interact with us at all? Oh, don't start that. Don't start that. It just makes I, me sad. Man, I don't even uh, think Corin, I don't even think Corin had us active in the conversation. I think we were on on the screen. He fucking locked muted. us up, like yeah, we're like muted at the back, like yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. Well, we get Sean anyway. <laughs> Everyone said so. And and Mark his Barrett. his episode was pretty fucking good. We have to admit, it was great. It was great. Nice show, the best show of 2020. Fuck yeah, it was great. We should yeah. have enjoyed it more. We should have enjoyed it more while we can. That was a great. Ep that was a great. I was saying episode. Great show. If we knew we were going to be in lockdown just a few months later, I would have drunk more. If we knew we were going to be in lockdown a few months later, <laughs> I think every knife maker in Australia would have been over at that bloody show, regardless of what was going on. Except the tool who booked the class for the fucking show. Ah, oh, shut up. I've got some great video of that from of you at that show, Mert. He was kissing his friend's belly button. I don't know. Yeah, well, he was he was um we were at a bar somewhere. Oh, I must have deleted he was it. Worried. Uh, he should no, be. I wasn't if anybody needs to be worried, I'll be worried. So Mert, yeah, when um, you were on when you were on Jeff Fader's Damn it. Full blow your podcast. Did did you talk about did you talk about the time that we shared a room together up in Queensland? No, we didn't. And I sung, but... I sung you a lullaby and put you tucked you into bed and made sure you were comfy and got to sleep really well. Jeff gave us a shout out for our episode uh, for our podcast and we talked about podcasts and 
how much he enjoys our podcast. We talked about it. So thanks. thanks I sent him a little surprise. A shout out. I sent him a little surprise today by Instagram. He'll be happy. I sent him a Dion picture Bruno. of my black socks. A look of concern on Matt's face. Look, Dion, no, if you were talking about the Queensland show, if you were talking about the Queensland show, I might, but I've got nothing on it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a video of you saying. I think that was the best oh, worst yes. I think that was the best worst live feed that we've ever done. <laughs> that actually sparked off, though. In all, I reckon in all Aussie, that sparked yeah. off the interest in doing this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It did. You mentally disturbed, mentally scarred for life, but. And conceived this podcast. Did he? Oh, apparently he asked how our bromance started, did he? Cool. Owen Ward's just said that down the bottom. Jeff asked you how our bromance started. Well, we've been having tables side by side for last four years, and I think us, us having tables side by side sometimes turns into a, an episode of Dumb and Dumber, and <laughs> we're having so much fun, and even some cases, like, we have, we have to point to each other and say, hey, Kev, you got a table, you got someone on your table, or vice versa, Kev says, hey, mate, somebody's trying to buy a knife, and we're just goofing around, and we're just being silly, and ever since, Adam, <laughs> ever since we're having tables side by side. There was, there was one events. show. There was one show I recall that you and I, you and I were laughing so much on the second day, that all the other knife makers were not very happy and they were pointing in our general direction and scowling at us. And it was like, hashtag hey, haters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Bishop, <laughs> Queensland knife show. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that was a funny one. If we, you know, yeah, that was, you know. yeah, if you know, you know. That's you just got to go with that one. Yeah, no, it's funny because um, I may or may not have um, ensured that you and I sat together at every knife show for like the last three years oh, by quietly, you know. Paying someone off to make it happen. <laughs> it's like, where's Mert? I want the table next to Mert. <laughs> oh, it's already there. It's already there. You're already signed up. <laughs> so, Kev, what was your what was your highlight? What was what were the highlights for you in 2020? Let's not talk about COVID. Let's not talk about the how fucked up 2020 is. But let's just focus on the good sides of 2020. If you had any good sides, what they were, mate. Well, I've got to, it sounds corny, but this is a good side to 2020. The podcast. Oh. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh. Yeah, you go. <laughs> now, this is good fun. This this is really good. I enjoy it. Like I said, we've always had that thing where we, we needed to just keep it a fun thing. It's about as professional as we can get it, I think. Uh with the I can't believe how, how bad it is considering how hard we have tried to make it better. We just fucking up all the time. <laughs> I know. We actually have had meetings to discuss improving the show. And I'm not Luckily, sure there's no HR. Luckily, there's nothing. Yeah. No would one have, took a pen our to that would have been fired in the first week. We would have been fired in the first week. 
Oh, I've got an email today. We, we, we're, we're like number 14 in the hobby section of podcasts in Australia or something now. There you go. I don't think wow, it's true. Really? But I'm still going with it. Oh, let's yeah. get some votes in there, people. Start rating us now. now oh, yeah, give us some. If we've got a shot of the top 10, let's get it going. Let's make it happen. No, Apparently look, we're big in Norway as well. I don't know about that. This is big in Norway. <laughs> okay. Like I said, I know if it's a reputable email, but it just sounded good, so I just thought I'd throw it in there. I don't give a fuck anyway. What's wrong with it? Like, no, I think, got, I think get, this podcast is consist is one of the consistent highs of 2020. Um, and and just, I guess, the other side of it is just in terms of that, the knife-making community, for the most part, I think we've all stuck through it pretty well. We've all banded together to make sure that we're, you know, as happy and as safe as we can be and that we're all doing something reasonably good and productive out there. Um, I think that's about it for 2020. Like, And obviously, like I said, the, the other part that comes in is what I was just asking about before with who's your favourite guest. We've had some really, really good characters on this show uh, to talk to, uh, have fun along with. One of them's that bastard from South Africa. He, he's a no-show for, for a little while now, but... Um, Henning the bastard. You, you mean the show? Spending... Spanning South Africa, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> big in Norway, tiny down under. That's how we roll, Steve. That's how we roll. Um, yeah, look, what, what's the highlights for you, man? What, you, what have you got put on the table? Ah, uh, 2020. I think I want to go a bit, bit deep personal, so first couple years of knife making were challenging in terms of like having an almost like fucking cabin fever. You're by yourself. You're not talking to anyone unless I talk to you and all that. I'm really grateful to have this opportunity on Thursdays. Like this, this is like a fucking getaway for me. I get to, I get to like escape and just bullshit for an hour or two connection allowing <laughs> my fucking other conditions allowing but you know for those you don't know like I'm, I'm an introvert person I have a few friends and I don't do Facebook much but getting a community here and also getting interaction with all the guys here it's great talking to people or vice versa or again when you go to knife shows and people come to you and they talk to you and all of a sudden you're thinking like shit I don't know this person. I forgot their name. All of a sudden, they mentioned that they know you from the Knife Making Download podcast. It's it's great. It's great to, that we managed to create a community. That feeling has been a, one of the highlights for me for 2020. And the yeah, fact think... that you got and the fact that you got two subscribers to your OnlyFans page. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 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 I enjoyed the content. So does Corin. Yeah, it's 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 all right. Let's put some more clothes on it, probably. Do yeah, yeah we can we're not in there for the nudity, mate. <laughs> At least wear socks, please. Someone <laughs> <laughs> would be fine. Yeah, look, anyway. <laughs> what, what about you, Corin? What about you? What's your what's your highlight of 2020? Well, the highlight for me was 
the support we got from our customers. That was definitely the whole lot. I mean, we we got a we got a couple of negative reviews. If you could go and check out our Google reviews, we've got a people shit canning us for delivery times and stuff, and that was fine and acceptable, and we understand. Um, but the fact is, most of the customer base just got in behind us and supported us, and it was um, it was really good because we were struggling. We struggled all through it, and we're still sort of at the tail end. We're still struggling, but we're getting better at it. Um, I, we saw levels of growth that we haven't seen in knife making since 2013-14. Um, and it was phenomenal. I mean, it's just phenomenal. And I can't, I can't stress enough how important that was for me in a business where knife making was a little hobby business that I got shit canned for starting, to being the gas business, the construction industry, everything's fucked. There's hardly anything happening. And knife making is not only carrying us through, but but pulling us through, we couldn't even get job keeper. We didn't even come close to qualifying. We weren't down at all. So I just, I just got to say thank you very much. Thank you so much to everybody because it was um, it was a hell of a wave, and it wasn't easy for anyone. And I appreciate we let a lot of people down, and we're probably still letting a few down. But um, but if you saw it from our perspective, you'd see just how how big a difference it was like you couldn't have forecast what happened with you you just couldn't have forecast no way in the world i maintain that now. my crystal ball was broken so really really thankful for the positive support and if anyone wants to get on google leave us a positive review and if you get onto gamico's page and get a knife making down under t-shirt set there it is there sorry um they help us out as well they help out us three to do this well, speaking of JobKeeper, uh, I, I kind of want to talk on behalf of me and Kev. We both make, we, we're both full-time night makers, and what we make is not a neat product. When this shit happened, when this, oh my, let's, talk, let's face it, let's talk about the shit part. When this COVID happened, I was concerned, I'm sure Kev was concerned as well, because what we make is not a need. People can't live without the fucking knives. People can't live without... Having buying a hunting knife, or they can live without buying the expensive chef knives. And when, when it sounded like the whole fucking world was going down, I was really concerned. I was thinking, shit, what am I gonna do? What if people stop buying? In some ways, it happened because for some, for people who know, I have two brands. I have my custom lines, Thompson knives, and I also do hunting valley blades that I was cutting for the chefs. My second brand, the Hunter Valley Blades, took the biggest hit ever out of the probably last eight uh, last eight months. Probably I sold like eight, ten knives out of the series because I was aiming professional chefs, and most of the professional chefs were out of work. But luckily, I had a I had a I had a loyal base, I had loyal supporters. Even through this shit time, they they were still purchasing or I was still getting custom orders out I have to say I'm really lucky because not everybody needs to have a expensive kitchen knife and no, I was exactly really lucky right. yeah mm, same thing with exactly the right. case and yeah what did you what did you think about that Kev? how was your situation oh yeah look for me because I most of my I sell a reasonable amount of knives but what I really have that passion for doing and what I do with the most enthusiasm is is my classes and i promote my classes and that that literally that literally stopped with that announcement of travel bans 
borders closed. And a part of that also was, because we weren't technically closed off from New South Wales, but I can guarantee you from a couple of the pages, Facebook group pages for Canberrans, um, you know, there was a decision that had to be made. I guess I, I was concerned initially about the COVID virus and then not really worried about it too much. I have to say I'm not... The, the, the statistics out there say, be, be careful, but don't panic too much. But in a business sense, my, my bread and butter business, the classes literally did stop overnight. And I had to refund a lot of um, vouchers, prepaid classes. And I, I watched the healthy bank balance drain down to, I'm giving up business because I just can't afford to keep going on. And I had the same thing as you. I, had, I actually had a couple of really good um, custom orders come through. I have to admit, right when I fucking was at the bottom of the heap, I had a couple of really good custom orders come through from people that admitted that they were in an industry where they were still employed and getting cash in and that they wanted to keep people like me going and they wanted one of my knives and now was the time to do it. So I actually had a couple of really nice orders, really good customers that just seemed to kick off that thing where custom knife making actually started to increase for me a lot more than it was because I was spending so much time doing the teaching. Yeah, the custom orders came in and that was actually a really nice change too because I was like, oh, well, now I get to focus on making these things more for, for customers, for orders, because my usual thing is to build up stock between knife shows, between knife classes, and they go to a knife show, sell a good amount of that stock, and then when I have time, make knives for the next knife show. And that didn't happen either. So I've still got drawers full of knives. I'm a bit slack in promoting my own stuff, but at least I can tell you the first knife show that we do have, I'm getting two tables. <laughs> I'm getting two tables, suckers. <laughs> but no, there was a lot of the good collectors and interested parties digging deep and keeping people like us going. Um, there were times where it was pretty tough and, um, you know, it was a, it was that weird decision because you're like, man, it's getting tough making knives. I should go and get a job. There's no way you're going to get a job under those circumstances because no one was hiring. And so I was like, well, so we survived. Survived came through. And I have to say again, um, <clears throat> with, the, with the restriction on the travel easing and all the rest of it, the, the people that are booking into courses are nothing less than just fucking crazy enthusiastic and so much fun to have here because everyone's champing at the bit to get out and do something and now that that's what they're coming to experience. So for me, it's even better because the enthusiasm level of people getting here is is just unreal and I, I, I can't fault it. Every week or every class that I run, um, it's, it's just been unreal. So... I'm really enjoying that part of it as well. Good stuff. Mm. Yeah. Good stuff. <clears throat> oh, well, there you go. I just uh, just got onto the Google reviews. I shouldn't have done that. We had one. <laughs> another one. This guy, Kieran Bamford. There you go. I, and, thought, you um, were on, I thought you were on Nasty Nurse's Instagram page. Nah, so like nah I would have been smiling. This guy, like, this is fine. He's put it all up on its public review, right? So he's put it up there. We, um, 
we ordered a kiln off us and uh, we, we had a container coming. As everyone knows, we bolt by, we put them in containers, they take a while to come. Um, and then we had the container, which was due to arrive, like last week or something, and only last week we were advised that it's not even on the boat. It's sitting in American Customs. And we didn't even know that, right? So this guy was um, carrying on a uh, really, 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 really angry at Cole. I heard, like, the conversation over through the office at um, – yeah, wow. It's just, it's just disappointing when, um, you know, we didn't even know. We couldn't have done anything about it, so I'll just have to wear that one, but whatever. Like, we, we didn't even know. that. We, he said, you don't even know where your stock is. No, we don't know where the stock is. When we're told by a shipping company it's on a boat, it's on a boat. But anyway, it's been um, been some rough uh, rough times. And and shipping at the moment is atrocious at the best of times anyway. You don't even know when the ship's coming in or what's happening. So we refunded him though. So there we go. Move on. Yeah, well, that's Next one. again, again, testament to the business that you guys do. You know, there's plenty of people that might have just said, suck it up. Well, you just got to wait six months till it gets here. But no, uh, we don't, yeah, want their money back. It's that's, you know, no. they've got a choice. Everyone's got a choice. This is the thing. Everyone's got a choice in how you react to stuff. And that's, that sort of becomes the measure of the person you are. If you go off your chops and, and bring up someone like Cole and bark your head off for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever you do, you're not putting yourself in the good person basket at all. And, oh, you, and yeah. you're happy to see you later, like cut you off, see you later, done, bye. But there's you know, no doubt. Take, take there's, the chin, there's, there's no doubt weird. shit goes wrong. Shit goes wrong from time to time. And it's like, I get it. I get it. But, you know, he, what he's not looking at is I've got $150,000 in that fucking container, right? I can't yeah. sell. I can't do anything with them. I've got customers that are upset, most of them taking it on the chin and most of them being very, very positive because they understand there's nothing we can do. It's it's We're in the mercy of the freight company and the, and the U.S. Customs. There's nothing I can do until they're ready to clear it. Well, yeah. Corin, I think I think people have to understand knife making equipment and all the uh, consumables, they're special items. So if you say right now, if you want to go out and buy yourself a cola or coke or something, there's options everywhere. You can go to servo here, you can go to yeah. every, it's plenty. Let's say you want to buy yourself a jeans. The options are getting slightly limited. Size and the color and the shit. But when you talk about knife making equipment, unless it's been unless it's been made in Australia, like some of the grinders, some of the equipment, everything has to come into Australia. And once you order something, you're at the mercy of the shipping. You got zero control over it. You got zero control over it. And all you got is a fucking tracking number. That's all you can do. Same thing, totally for, not much different for knife making for us. <clears throat> We, we make the knives and we, we send it and all of a sudden it's there's delays in the shipping and you get the messages um it's taking too long oh uh, uh, sorry let me just tell the post guys to fucking deliver faster no we don't have the fucking yeah. option no 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 i don't know i don't know i don't need it i you know the glass kilns we we've done them brought them in as a sort of a more or less a container stuffer and i don't if you're going to get treated like that, why would you bother? Like, we're just trying to help them out. And they're only buying it from us because they want it cheaper, because we can do it cheaper, because we bring them in in huge yeah. containers. 
That's the only reason. They're not. They're not. They're not buying off us because of any other reason. They're just. They're, there's no loyalty involved, and I've got so many happy customers before COVID and before the current shipping issues. Um, and I just heard then from Cole, there's a container or something's come in with a beetle in it. So Australian customs are quarantined. Mm. Oh. What can you do? What can you do? I've got it got hundreds of thousands of dollars tied up, and you can't. I just don't understand how. Um, yeah, we've let them down, but geez, I don't know. Yeah, well, like I said, most other businesses would have gone bust over it. You guys, thankfully, are in a position where that's not going to happen, and we can just hold on. And all tie daisies together, hold hands, sing kumbaya when it does arrive, and be happy little knife community. I liked it better when we didn't take deposits, and that's um that's something we're oh, doing yeah. now more and more. Is just we're just going to bolt by what we think we're going to sell, and just fucking sell it when it comes in because the um the whole taking deposits things where it always falls down, you know. Yeah, I'm kind of the same, and it's and part of it with me in the teaching side of it is with doing vouchers and taking prepayments. And as I said earlier, that first time fucking um, travel restrictions came into play, I watched thousands. I fucking spent days doing bank transfers back to people for money, you know, that looked nice. My, my future was bright for a little bit of time and then it was really bad. And I've, I've actually started sending out to people that um, I don't really do vouchers anymore. I'm a sole trader. I'm a one man band. If, if you want, you know, booked still, thankfully, I've got to say, thankfully, I've booked out four or five months in advance still, which is unreal. Um, but I'd say don't, I don't really do the vouchers. If they're a local, uh, yeah, I'm being a bit picky cheesy here. If they're a local Canberran, yeah, sure, let's do it. Because if travel restrictions hit, you can still come over. doesn't matter. But for the most part, I'm saying just write the person a nice note. I'd like to get you a... Kev's Forge knife making class for your Christmas present. Then get them to ring me, book in an actual date, and then I'll send send you the invoice. <laughs> it works out, sort of works out the same. But it, for the administrative hangovers, it's not ideal for other people, but it works well for me. And and you know, that's just how it goes. But we try and do our best. That's the funny thing is, in our industry. We try and do the best. We try. Everyone fucking goes out of their way to do the absolute best that they can, and, and it's ranging from the new guy that's making, you know, his startup knives to get his customer. Most of the people, ninety-nine percent of the people, are doing the utmost best to make the customer happy in our industry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to disagree with this comment from Carl. Which one? Oh, the one that's up now. We have it so it's good so in Australia. With, yeah, no one has it easier. Yet, yeah, go for it. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, you guys go ahead, man. Like, if, if we're, anybody, we're like, you, you, if you guys were, if anybody who were trying to make knives like yourself seven, eight years ago, were you doing everything to find the grinder plans online and all that stuff, trying to see if the, yeah. Kind of short, no, we don't have it. U.S. or other European companies, European countries have it easier than us. 
yeah, Australia is not bad, but thanks to a lot of the efforts of the people like Corey, but yeah, Australia, when you buy things in Australia, you have to pay one and a half times what you pay in the US because of the shipping. And because of well, the, and the exchange rate. Right? Exchange rate. Yeah. It's, so it's, 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 it's like time zones. It's never it's been like better. It's like time zones. Right? It's, yeah, you've got to get time zones time. right. If you don't get Seriously? time right, right how are you going to get fucking anything else right what yeah there's 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 not much that you're paying that you're paying one and a half times for more really when you take into account gst which is 10 percent, which is your tax and when you take into account your um uh your, your exchange rate and and the shipping's not from us anyway it's not normally that bad depends on what the product is yeah, yeah. It depends on what the product is some things like anything that we buy in bulk like 1084 stuff like that it's comparable. Should be totally comparable. <clears throat> from, of course, from your end. But if if a knife maker is trying to buy individual items, the shipping is almost prohibitive. Right. Like from the uh, US or from. Yeah, like yeah. If, if a knife maker is trying to buy, I'm I'm trying to compare to the times five six years ago. If you were saying, okay, there's no local. 84 that I can buy a comic or something. Let me just buy from Alpha Knife Supply or whatever company from US. You would have paid $150 for a bar of 1084. Just, just like making up the number, but that would be pretty much the reality. Hmm. Instead of paying 35, 40 bucks. Yeah, that's it. That's it. We are lucky, but we're definitely not the easiest in the world, that's for sure. Yeah. I will say no, like no, Capital no. Australia has the, one of the best knife making scene. I will say like Oh yeah. Capital Australia has one of the most talented knife makers. I'll give you that, but in terms of lucky, uh, I wish we were. Yeah, there's some bloody good blokes out there, I have to say, with with knife making. I've met shit tins of people um that i like and then i've met also met anthony kittle and owen ward <laughs> see who's paying attention <laughs> no one <laughs> yeah no nah, it's good stuff He's out doing well too. I, I, I gotta we've missed is the biggest thing we've missed this year is that personal interaction with everyone but these this sort of stuff i've i've thankfully got a phone uh account that has fucking like thousands of text messages and hours of talk time on it because i've spent more time this year texting and talking to knife makers than i ever have before um and i've got to say apart from the fact that if i'm really busy in the middle of um like doing grinding or something on the machines i always appreciate a phone call or if I don't have my phone turned on to, um, you never answer your fucking phone. I know because I never have it on. I never have it on audible ringtone because I'm on my machines. Oh, <laughs> oh. I, I, I answer the phone to Kittle. He's we have, we have a good chat every now and then. Sometimes right. we even talk about. Yes, very good. So. What else? What else we got, guys? It's 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 leading very close into Christmas time. We're only a week out. For me, 
where I'm at Jeff, in life. What was, the best time, what was the best knife you made in 2020? What was the best knife that I made? i got to be honest with you. I like a couple of the last ones that I've just done. I did the prosciutto sword that I just posted up, and that was a – I reluctantly took that order on. I have, to, I have to say, I reluctantly took that order on because it was a fucking big-ass blade, and I was like, uh, you know, it's just – I don't want to do that. But I did it because it was an order that came recommended from another friend customer. And I really like the um, the one I just posted up with the dark I'm on and the bog oak handle and the. Was uh, that on Instagram? I can put it up on the screen if you want. Yeah, I just I just posted it up oh, a couple of days ago or something. Nine inch chef out of W two with the Hamon, bog oak and Brazilian bloodwood, and I I really fucking like that knife. Like I fucking really like that knife. That that's probably my favourite, I think, and it was a nice way to sort of finish off the year it sat there i have to say that blade sat there i get picked on a lot by my mates because that blade sat there on my tape workbench uh literally for months it was sitting there and then finally one day i was like no fuck this i'm going to finish that and as i ground it back i think i got to like 320 on the disc and i could see the hum on and then i started to get a bit excited and i was like oh fuck this is actually I think this is going to be better than I thought it was, you know, and yeah. Which one? The middle one? Uh, middle one, yeah. So the middle one is the one with the dark I'm on. That's that's the nine-inch chef, um, uh, ancient Russian bog oak and bloodwood spacer. And the one that was on the previous screen that was to the right of that was the um, – no, I go the other way, sorry. That one there is the yeah, prosciutto right. sword that I just did. Yeah, that one. Yeah, like, so that, yeah that, that actually was I, was, I was pretty fucking happy with that. That That's a fucking lethal thing. It's, it's just out of 2.5 mil, 12C27. Um, I left the spine exposed when I put it into the kiln so it would actually get some of that uh, oxidization. Um, quenched it and stuck it straight into the fucking plates and it stayed straight. And then tempered it in the in the um, angle iron, so it's fucking stayed straight. And then I, grinding it was that keeping it straight while grinding it was that difficult thing because I don't know most people that have um, ground a stainless blade, in particular thin stainless blade, will know if you do too much on one side, your blade starts warping to the other side. Um, and yeah, that was a real sort of tricky fucking one to keep straight, but it. It all came together nicely. And that's got some African uh, blackwood, carbon fiber pins, and a mosaic pin in the middle. So between that and that dark, I'm on. They're my two favorite ones, I think, and saved them right for the end. What about you, yeah, Mert? Yeah. You've done some nice knives this year. What was that, Kev? I said, you've done some nice knives. What's your favorite? Oh, it's like when you say, what's your favorite? It's like asking your father to pick among their kids, like which one they like most. But saying that, I had two knives that I will say they were better than the, all the other ones I've done this year. First one was the, I will say that the second one, my second favorite is the Integral Damascus 
knife that I did recently, probably a couple, three weeks ago for Brett, uh, for Brett Pound. It was a raindrop pattern with the ringiji handle, with the ringiji yeah. matching saya. I was really happy with this knife. And I really paid attention to etching it. I etched a few cycles and when you were, when you were holding the knife, you can see the shimmering of the pattern. I was really happy with this, with that knife. And, but I have to say, if I had to pick one knife that highlight of the year, that will be the, uh, the chef knife I've done in the wood steel with the walrus ivory handle with the frame, the, with the frame handle and the bronze bolster. That was a, that was a quite special knife. And I'm glad that knife went to a good collector of mine. That's the second wood knife that he got from me. Yeah, he. I'm, I'm glad that it went to a collector who appreciates it. Yeah, nice. Um, so I had so a question on the side. I had a question on the side. Sorry, I can see the thing from Scott Gregan that says, so the Kev custom cutlery is higher class than the Kev's Forge brand. No. Kev's Forge is my forge. Kevin Slattery custom cutlery is my cutlery arm of that business. Why? Because Facebook are fuckwits. And won't let me promote my fucking cutlery if i make yeah. hunting knives i have a separate page for it and my signature yeah, on those chef knives actually says kevin slattery custom knives because yeah. that's what i want so no it's, yeah. it's just a marketing thing Scott. It's, Facebook being it's, a, it's an evolution of um brand branding brand. zuckerberg and yeah, yeah it really just is fuck you zuckerberg you cocksucker because You'll, you'll let me watch people die electrocution, but you won't let me sell a fucking kitchen knife because you say it's a weapon, you fuck. Um, anyway. Oh, it's a weapon. You're a weapons dealer. Fuck. Yeah. yeah well, how, 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 do you think about, how do you think about us? We don't even sell knives, and they still All ban right. us from advertising. I have a no, permanent fucker, life ban on advertising on Facebook. That fucker's well through about... Permanent life ban? Everything's banned now. I can't get anything through. I can't even try after after i tried to promote um uh Ambulance. tony earwaker's no yeah that was funny no tony earwaker i tried to promote a post of his about using right. the, um knife making to treat ptsd and then they slapped yep. the ban on me so yeah they're, they're just dickheads oh. so, anyway forget all that for a minute i actually made one knife this year it's the best knife i ever made I'm super proud of it, and I just need to get it, um, get some pro shots of it. So, it's a really um, the the black mulga ring, black mulga handle, barrel knife, sterling silver, bronze, and yeah, um, back into my Damascus. I, I'm really proud of it, and the fit, the fit is it's as good as I've ever done. So I'm happy. Hmm. Yeah. So there you go. Nice. Um, hmm. So Scott Gregan says he's literally been advertised drugs on Facebook. Yeah, well, that's that's all right. So, yeah, there you go. I'm on constant review for selling a length of steel. Yeah, Aaron, welcome to my life. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, it's 10 o'clock. Um, yeah, I think and, that's uh, a good time. I think I'm just going to finish up by saying thank you to all of our listeners for the support over the year. Don't forget to jump onto Artisan Supplies, buy a T-shirt set from us. Um, the T-shirts are good, even if your wife will complain because it says, fuck you, Kev, on the back, but that's okay. We, we're okay with it. Wear that one in the shed. 
wear that one in the shed yeah. and wear the tools making tools out in public. I wear this Good one everywhere and the sloppy joe that goes with it, but no one else has yeah. it. <laughs> oh, really? I've got the same. Yeah, I like yeah, yeah. yeah, you guys have it. That's a way that you can support the podcast um, and and get something cool out of it, like merch-wise. We don't do GoFundMes. We don't do other funding platforms. We do have the generosity of Amico being our sponsor and 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 footing most of the bills for this thing. Um, but, you know, we don't ask much or a lot or often, but we'd like you guys to actually be able to get something out of it rather than, you know, than not. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with Corin. Thanks, everyone, very much for listening in, chiming in um, through the highs and the lows of it all. And Merry Christmas. Have a safe new year. If you travel anywhere, be safe. Watch out for dickheads on the road. Um, you know, and, and we'll be back on board at a date to be advised next year because we haven't got that far in working that shit out yet. Oh, yeah. That's too yeah. professional, bro. Come on. Be realistic. Yeah, we will. We'll try. We'll try. I mean, I, I am still a great believer that we can turn this bus around. Like, I wear a suit every day. I'm all super professional at work. <laughs> um, Mate, I don't use to do that. I don't want to do that. No, curse you, suit wearing hippies. We 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 <laughs> all done that shit in the past. That's why we don't have it from. Yeah, that's no, why I we're on do it. Now. Do it every fucking day. I'm over it. Over yeah. it. Over oh. the bathroom. Anyway, never mind. I, I don't even reckon I'd fit into my suit anymore. <laughs> I'm going to go and respond to some fuckers. Google <laughs> review where he paid. He tried. Oh, I found out he never even paid a deposit. So that's even funnier. Yeah. Very good. Go. So, yeah, thanks, everyone. Thanks, regulars. Um, pop on to the local podcast place that you listen to us. If you listen to this in a podcast, give us a review. Get us up to number 10 in the Australian craft-based podcast. That would be really funny and because... Tell us, tell us how to find out where we actually stand because I don't really know. I just got some yeah, weird email to know. Yeah. It looked official, but it could have just been a spam thing. I don't know. I'm just going with it. Money? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did they offer Usually. you a free letterman, Owen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Oh, Have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, choppers. Stay Merry safe. Christmas, Don't forget guys. to leave an Artisan Supplies Google review if you can, just to fucking – oh, and Artisan Supplies Facebook because they um he did it there as well. Good luck to him. Have a good one, guys. All right. Bye. All right see you, Rod. Bye.